The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! Beyond! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 255. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. Alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. What's up, Punkhead? Nothing, Punkhead. In uh, the PlayStation Powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Greg, it's great to be here. You are newly engaged. I am newly engaged. How's oh, that man. feel? It feels about the same, but yeah. uh, makes me really happy every time I think about it. This is it. the first podcast that we can say you are no longer sexually ambiguous. <laughs> Somebody tweeted me and said yeah. I, had to, I had to introduce you that way. For sure, for sure. Now, I'm still happy with that title mm-hmm. because I feel like sexual ambiguity is my shtick now. Your shtick. That's and, your shtick? Uh, yeah, that's my <laughs> shtick. That's an interesting shtick. That's and an I, interesting shtick to I grab feel, on I feel that even though I'm, in, I'm happily engaged uh, very much to a woman. Very much uh, to a woman. I, I, I still feel as if uh, maybe I could be sexually ambiguous. That's okay. You don't know. She I mean, might not even guys. exist. And even if you were, who cares? I mean, even, you know, even, yeah. if, even if you, uh, who cares? Yeah, exactly. That's your life. Live it. It's, I gotta live it. Greg, this is part one of the prophecy I foretold on, on Podcast Beyond is coming true. Getting closer to the OCD in half Indian baby. Yeah. And, then the, and, then the inevitable, and then the inevitable boat accident. The inevitable boat accident is coming. <laughs> see, what, what we don't know, what I can't see, I can't see, it's very murky. Yeah. Is, and, and I hope that get more clarity on it. Uh, in the future is so Clements dies in this boat accident he dies quick like we said it's quick yeah. he doesn't feel any no pain. pain but we have this kid uh, um, so I see up to that point that point it's, it's 100% guaranteed to happen <laughs> Yeah. but after that we have this kid now, yeah, and, now and, and you don't want anything to do with him. Oh, God, no. But I can't see... You but know, did, they already said I ha- it wasn't part of the prophecy that I have to. Like, I, I don't care about it, but I, somehow I'm already the godparent or something. Well, you're the godparent, but I don't think there's anything in the prophecy. Not that I've seen, okay. because I'm seeing, I'm seeing this yeah. in, my mind's, right eye, in my mind's eye. You, your eyes are closed. You're, you're reaching into the sky right now, just feeling away. Well, the spirits and, are guiding you. And I just I wonder what will happen to this half-Indian OCD baby. It sounds like... A good revival, like maybe a gritty My Two Dads. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. Uh, that would be an awesome My Two Dads. Yeah, that'd be a great My Two Dads. Yeah, what yeah, a great yeah. show. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what is this? First thing we would do is set that kid up with a PSN profile. <laughs> as soon as it's born. Papa and then, Greg And then just you up. brutally beat its father's PC to death in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, thought you were going to say brutally beat him. <laughs> and I was like, that's not part of the prophecy I've no, seen either. That's the prophecy for how we take care of Pertillo. I would have uh, preferred if the prophecy didn't involve my death. 
I know. Well, well we can take. I mean, it, the, the Amelia other prophecy, Earhart would prefer her last trip didn't end the way it ended. Remember but. when I was telling you about the Amelia Earhart stuff that that, that they were re- talking about recently yeah. about how they might have found where they crashed uh-huh. or where she crashed? Never know. This that. is a PlayStation podcast, by uh, the way. Yeah, number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. The prophecy is like foretold. It does require you to die, but. See, I'm I'm a little more puzzled about you wanting this happening without you dying because that basically means that Greg just takes your child from you. Yeah, and also the other thing I don't the other thing I don't see is where Neithy fits in all of this. Yeah, we never talk about what happens to the fiance. Yeah, the mother. uh, I have to. I have. I have to get more clarity on this. I have to imagine that in in your in your prophecy, right? The Republicans have taken control of everything, right? So we could just go to court somehow yeah. and take the baby from the mother. Yes. You and I just make up some factual inaccuracy about how she's a bad mom, and then we just get we get mm. we take control. Mitt Romney is president for life in this prophecy. <laughs> he had to do some control. <laughs> Like Harvard, that's, to, that's scary need stuff. To check on your prophecy a little I bit. Know. Yeah, you okay. might you might not be president ever. Yes, I, well, I think that's guaranteed. Can't wait to eat that pizza. I win in that bet. But I, I owe so many bets on this. I, I made. Uh, I, I like, know a bench. Yeah, I made a hundred dollar bet with him. I think I actually made a hundred dollar bet that Romney would win by ten points in the popular vote, and then another hundred dollar bet with him that I don't know. I, he, he'll he, he'll remind me. He reminds me on Twitter every so often. Yeah. No. no Greg. I, yeah. I'm gonna blindside you real quick. Oh, good. I like. That. I didn't tell anyone I was gonna do this. Oh, he's quitting. Snap. He's finally quitting. It's, it's over. I'm. I'm done. The straw that broke. I'm gonna the go. Collins I'm back. gonna go into the Massachusetts woods and and write about transcendentalism, like Emerson and Thoreau. Mm. Um, no, I. So last week we had that conversation about the top 25 PS3 games, and I don't want to obviously rehash it, but I do want to say something. Greg and Clements know me well enough to know that when I'm wrong about something, I like to fess up to it. And someone or several people brought up a, a fallacy in one of my arguments that I want to apologize for. Ooh. I said that um, these are basically the games are opinions and stuff like that. But then I made a statement about Vanquish and Catherine that if you had had bad thoughts about them, that you must not have played them. But people corrected me by some people don't like those games, and also that that is kind of antithetical to what I was saying. So I apologize for that because you. that is uh, that is incorrect um, and I, is against my original argument. I think it's it's very noble and and uh, and and respectable that you came forward with this apology. But I will say that knowing you, it's a statement like that you made during that previous argument, it sounds more just like an exaggeration for comedic effect. My whole life's a fucking exaggeration for comedic effect. (laughs) All part of your clown-like life. (laughs) Now, Greg, I wasn't expecting you to have a a computer see your computer brought up here. Yeah, it's Uh, been a really shitty day, so I did not have time to gather questions on my own. So I brought the internet to me, so I could just go right through the mailbox. Got it. Get them that way. I'm sorry it's been a bad day for you. I blame you and your half-Indian baby. All right. That's not part of the prophecy. A bad day? (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to point out you have no prophetical powers. How do you know? I know. My mind's eye sees shit that you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other day, Mike Mitchell said he wouldn't fall asleep with the lights on anymore, and Colin said, I bet you do will, and he did the next day. So I'd say Colin's pretty perfect. Yeah. And he also, Colin also predicted that Portillo would bark when people walk by the house. It happens all the time. <laughs> so I have some prophecies about Portillo, too. <laughs> we'll get to those he, another time. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some PlayStation news. We don't. I just tell you right now, we don't have much time for no, those prophecies no. to come true. The Pertillo? Yeah. Oh, he's running out of time. Yeah. Oh, oh my that's gosh. one way of putting it. Gotta start hiding the chocolate. There's a. Uh, 
there's seven items on the list this week. Mm. That's a, see, that's a number I can Lucky get number seven. Actually, there are eight because we didn't uh, publish we a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> let's... Uh, yeah. Right now, IGN cannot publish stories. Yeah. Uh, so the first, we'll just do number one. We'll, we'll go in order. Number one, the details outlining the prestige and hardened editions of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 have purportedly leaked. The prestige edition is rumored to include a dynamic theme, an entry into something called the Treyarch VIP Experience Sweepstakes, an entry into Turtle Beach Prize Pack Sweepstakes. So, so far, not very interesting. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. There's a huge update. I was updating that story but couldn't publish it. Oh. All, all the official details are available now. So tell me about them. Uh, so basically, there there's a care package edition, which is this huge, giant box that comes with everything that the hardened edition comes with. I think it's called hardened, mm. which is a little odd. Well, hardened and hardened? hardened is a is a difficulty in Call of Duty games. Ah, there you go. Well, that's that's the edition. Uh, right. So, and then there's I also. Don't, I don't a, think. It, I don't think it sounds that. What, what would you? Th- what isn't would you call it, isn't it? Hard? I mean, isn't like, it hardened and veteran or something like that? I just think it's. It's just. I could be making. Like, like, you think of a soldier. Ambiguous. You think of a soldier. You think he's. He's, hard. he's a hardened. Yeah, I get hardened it. Hardened veteran. I get it. I could be making that up. I was yeah. just thinking of Manwood. Really? Jesus Christ. Manwood. So, yeah, Manwood. Mm. That's what it made me think of. Anyway, mm. so Colin, just to uh, you can find the details on IGN.com when IGN.com actually functions. But with that being said, it's the. The, it seems like, and I may be wrong, but I'm 99% sure, the only difference between this massive um, care package edition, which mm. comes in a huge box. I'm talking a, a box this big, and I'm, Ryan listeners, is, I'm holding my hands out. He's making ba- maybe the DJ Hero box size. Is yeah, what he looks like yeah he's this is huge. There. And I think the only difference, and it's like a $100 difference. It's a, I believe the the care package is $179 or something mm. something crazy like that. A lot of people buy it. It comes with one of those remote-controlled flyy drones. Ah. Now, that's the only difference. Oh, UAV yeah. flyer, is that what it's called? I have something, something like written that. here it's called ca- UAV flyer. Yeah, it's called the, it's like a predator drone, dragon mm. fire flame gotcha. drone gotcha. flyer. So, to me, it seems as if you're paying this huge amount of money for a remote-controlled toy that you could otherwise just buy separately. And maybe even for a cheaper price. I'm not sure. I don't know how much. Those yeah, but it are. Probably, they probably won't be Call of Duty branded and stuff. Exactly. Like that, yeah. So I get all that, but I'm just saying that that's the, from what I could see from these lists. The only difference, otherwise, all the deluxe, you know, additions and such include the uh, a special um, hardcover box, uh-huh. the soundtrack, some in-game skins, uh, two bonus maps. A, uh, I think the PS3 versions have two dynamic themes, as you mentioned. Mm. Uh, and mm. then there was, I think I'm forgetting, like, there were a few things I didn't quite understand because I don't know about the Call of Duties. But otherwise, that's about it. Sorry to hijack your segment, Colin. I, I don't care. I'd rather have the information the out there than... So once once IGN starts working, I can, I'll pop in there, make sure that story's updated for all y'alls. All y'alls. And you can see the full story with uh, the listings. It's the, um, by the way, the... Hardened edition is seventy nine ninety nine, I believe. Ooh. It's a reasonable price. Yeah, it's not too bad. Number two. Yeah. Bethesda has confirmed the name and release date for its second DLC pack for Skyrim called Hearthfire. However, you shouldn't get too excited. Bethesda has even confirmed that the original DLC pack for Skyrim Dawnguard will come out at all, nonetheless when. So this is obviously way off the PS3 radar for the time mm-hmm. being. Thank you, Bethesda. You mean Hearthfire? Hearth. Hearth. I know, I'm just saying it in a funny way. Uh, no. That's kind of like Will Smith, like Earth. Yeah, that's kind, Earth. that's kind of what that's Earth. what I was channeling. I was gotcha. channeling Will Smith. Gotcha. <laughs> Hello. He doesn't actually say "Welcome to Earth." No, it's 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 one of he the says things. Earth, that's like, though, yeah. within there's a bit uh, of a. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Right. You don't remember that? No, I do. But I, I remember when we it watched definitely, it. Like, it like, definitely has been. It's, like, it's, like, it's been exaggerated. It's been exaggerated. 
It's been exaggerated. I think it's been exaggerated a little bit over the last 17 years. Of course. (laughs) Just like that I always forget Data is in that movie as the long-haired, creepy scientist. Data from Star Trek. From the reboot? I never knew that. What? From the reboot? No, no, no. The the original Data. (laughs) The original Data from the 60s? No, Data was a character no, the on character new, Star Trek. new Next Generation. Right? Oh, Next he wasn't Gen- in the Next original generation. one? To my knowledge, no. No, no, not the original. I don't know anything about Star Trek. I told you that I tried to watch... What was the one... Next Generation, that was a really popular one, right? Sure. That went on for like 14 years or something yeah, ridiculous. Next like Generation that. was huge. I watched a season of that, man. Nope. Can't do it. Did that not age? Didn't age well? No, it's aged fine. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't know. I want to get into it. I can't do it. Can't do it. Gotta get out of here. Can't do it. Number three. Yeah. PS Vita's newest firmware update, 1.80, is now live. It comes in at 102 megabytes in size and turns on the Vita's ability to play PS1 Classics. I downloaded it via Wi-Fi. Me too. However, mm-hmm. the variety and number of PS1 Classics supported is currently in dispute, with Sony claiming that only a select few games are available, while gamers have been able to transport all manner of classics from the PS from their PS3 to the Vita. Update 1.80 also gives players the ability to turn on button control menus and even turns on Vita's ability to cross-control the PS3. Now... Uh, I will also say I noticed when I was playing I got the, my 30th Platinum last night for um, Lego Batman 2. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I noticed that the trophy mon- the trophy notifications are much smaller now. So are friend notifications. Like when it says somebody signed on they're also real tiny which is nice because they were obnoxiously large before. Yeah, they were big. It, it's a little weird now though. I think they're a little too small now. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, beggars, can't be happy. Can't be no, yeah, exactly. No. Number four, Sony has revealed the coming week's PlayStation Plus perks. Starting today, August 28th, gamers will get discounts on Lights, Camera, Party, Space Channel 5, Part 2, and Spielunker HD, along with Spielunker HD's DLC. On September 4th, Borderlands will be completely free to download, and Daytona USA and Greed Core will also receive steep discounts. Brilliant move. Probably some of the smartest PlayStation Plus. Border, things, Borderlands yeah, putting free. Borderlands free out there right so you can see it, play it, get excited for free, and then buy Borderlands 2 right away. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Very nice. Number five. Kenji Kaido, longtime Sony producer, has left the company. Uh, Kaido helped produce PS1 hits Tomba and Tomba 2, as well as Ape Escape. More recently, he helped produce Team Eco's two PS2 games, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, Kaido's capacity at Sony since 2005 is really unknown, but chances are he was working on The Last Guardian. However, Sony has yet to return our messages to bring clarity to the situation. If you go to his Wikipedia page, the last game he's listed for is The Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. but he's an active employee until of this last... Uh, this, this, this month, really. Earlier this month. And... Uh, he was signed as a producer, so you assume that he is the Sony side producer of Team Eco Games. Another lifeboat pushed off the Team Eco sinking tank. That game is fucked. Uh, Easy. What are you, so what are you holding on it's to? It's going to be great. I, what, I hope so. I hope it, is I, your, what, what, your prediction at the beginning of the year was it'll either be teased at TGS and come out this year, which I don't think is going to happen, or it's just on PlayStation 4. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's... I think it limps out as a PlayStation 3 download when PlayStation 4 is already on the market. Hmm. Wow, <laughs> what that is a neutered version of their yeah. original plan. Oh yeah, uh, all your gods are dead, Clements. How does that feel? That's why you're at the PC because everything you once loved is dead and rotting. Mm. I heard Genova Chen's working on Road Rash. He doesn't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. That, what, a, what a jump that would be. Journey to That'd Road awesome. Rash. We need a new Road Rash if anyone's listening. You know it's true. Look so, at your heart. You know it's true. Ninja XYZ. Uh, number six. Yeah, right. Speaking of Ninja XYZ, I played uh, Sly Cooper uh, 4 demo today. It came with Ratchet HD. Yeah. Uh, what you think? Very short demo. Like under 10 minutes. That's what demos are, dis- I, know, well, that's, I don't think most demos are that, 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 that short, to be honest. Okay. Um, A demo needs to last at least seven hours. Let's be honest. Well, remember, what was it? Final Fantasy X came with, or no, some game came with Final Fantasy X. Was it The Bouncer? What the hell came with Final Fantasy? Zone of Vendors? No. That no, was, no. Uh, wrong company. Uh, 
No, it's one of the end. Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear 2. Solid. Came with, yeah, yeah, yeah. A game came with... It might have been PlayStation Underground. came with Final Fantasy X. And the demo was really long. And you could save your game and then play from the yeah, real version of the yeah, game. Yeah, I remember that. That was sick. What the fuck did that come with? What Square game did that come with? It must have been the bouncer. Brave Fencer Mumashi. No, no. Wrong, wrong platform. <laughs> also, I mispronounced the name, yeah. so I was all over that one. God. Well, anyway, the point point is is that there have been long demos in the past. Number six, and this is probably one of the shortest demos I've ever played. Number six. Sony, what did you think of it? <laughs> we got off track. What did you think of oh, this demo? I think it's Sly? great. It's great. It's a great game. I'm really looking forward to Sly. I, we were talking about this. Uh, you're excited for it on the Vita. I'm not. I played it on Vita at um, at E3, and I just thought it was too small. The system's too small. It's the same problem I, I have with, E3, with All-Stars. All-Stars, I, I totally I agree with you on. I mean, we haven't played a lot of it, but I have. from what I saw of it, yeah, that seems too small. But for Sly, especially, like, I, we were having this conversation as well today, I like the collection. like I, I Sly collection I started and then never got into. I just watched my girlfriend play through it. I'm going to do it again when I have time, which is probably never. But it's one of those things when I'm watching TV or hanging out, I could go for those on the go and be, because they're just platforming and going around and, like, you know, a good old school kind of game, like the Jack and Daxter kind of thing. If, if those were available on the Vita, I think those are the kind of experiences I want to experience while doing something else. Yeah, I understand that. But Sitting I, down and investing, like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Sly's funny, it's got good voices, yada, yada, yada. But there's a lot of just going around collecting and ninja it up. Yeah, I will say, I will say that up. the voice acting is awesome and the, the comedy well, I don't know, is. Sly. Is that your uh, Bentley? Bentley? That's Bentley. That's Bentley. Um, the, the comedy is like really funny. Like, Sly is just like very self aware. It's, really, it's cool. I like it. Um, Number six, Sony has shut down another first-party studio. Dun, this time, the victim is Sony Liverpool, dun, dun. the studio behind the famous Wipeout series, as well as Colony Wars and other games. Sony Liverpool is an old studio. Sony didn't oh. found them. They, it, Sony didn't found them. They actually purchased them. And the developer used to be known as Psygnosis. This marks the third studio closure in the first-party family since the beginning of the year and brings Sony's roster down to 12. Our thoughts go out to all those affected by the closure. Interesting, eh, Colin? You were talking, you did you know, your article back in the day of all this, the first-party studios and how they hadn't closed one in forever, pretty much. Yeah, so before before this year, they only closed one, which was Incognito, um, which still technically exists as half like Eat, Sleep, Play, and then half uh, uh, Lightbox. Lightbox. So, uh, which are neither first-party studios, and Eat, Sleep, Play is like not even doing PS3 games anymore, and I assume Lightbox won't do it any, anymore after Starhawk is done being supported. Um but this year, three have been closed. Mm-hmm. Now, I still, I still stand by that Sony will buy Quantic Dream. So there, sure. will, there will be an, a, an addition. I, I can't imagine that that's not going to happen. So, I, and I think I really feel like when we talk to Shuhei Yoshida, he somewhat insinuates that to us, you know, on, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he says like, you know, we, we, we don't buy studios without working with them first, and they ha- they build up that relation and stuff. They're doing that with Quantic Dream. So, um, and when you read interviews with David Cage, he talks about how Sony is like great to work with and yeah. they're like very easy to and work. He with. talked about how they are exclusive to Sony mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. So, uh, but still, it's it's sad to see these studios go. Liverpool is an interesting studio because I feel like they were never allowed to do anything, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, they never. It's the same thing. It's the same thing when I was confused with Zipper. I, I wrote about you know Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified and why I was concerned with that game, um, based simply on the pedigree of the developer, and that you would think that Zipper would have been the studio that could have done that game, you know, and sure. um, kept it kind of internal, uh, and given them one more shot. With Liverpool, I just feel like they were they were given Wipeout over and over again. It's like they never got to go back to Colony Wars or do anything like that, you know. Um, so it's kind of disappointing, like that they they we never got to see more of them. Never got to see what they could do, you know. And it's like it's their and Sony does this to a lot of their studios. Like look at Evolution. Um, with Motorstorm, yeah, Motorstorm or Gorilla with Killzone, like you got to let these stu- Killzone's definitely going to do something else, or Gorilla's definitely going to do something else. But you got to let these studios kind of spread their wings because I bet you, if Liverpool was given the chance, uh, they probably could have come up with something really great. You know, so it's sad, and especially because that studio is old. That studio is really old. Mm-hmm. I think out of all of the studios in the first party family, that was the oldest one. So, because um, they were found in the eighties, 
So that's uh, it's set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 25 years or so. Number seven, finally. Hotshots Golf World Invitational, the launch Vita game, is being ported to PlayStation 3. It's only been confirmed for Japan so far and will come out by the end of the year. It will support crossplay, though how that functionality will work remains to be seen. Uh, I talked to Sony about that game uh, when the word leaked, and they really didn't know anything about it stateside. So um, I'm not sure it'll ever come out here on PS3. It probably will. We'll see. Number eight. Oh, yeah, number eight. That's right. Uh, this one's not written down, but uh, Evil Cole McGrath has been confirmed for PlayStation All-Star. Not Battle in an alternate costume. A whole separate character. Indeed. <sighs> Indeed. Um, really? Yeah. So, what, what do you think of that call? I mean... You uh, and I are on different sides. I, I, think it's, I like it. I think it's a silly idea. Like I, like I said, and I said it in my videos and stuff, I, saw, I played the game. Like, so this isn't, this isn't a huge surprise to me. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, so I've had time to marinate it, on other words. I can understand why people would be upset or disappointed, Um Obviously, there are going to be more announcements and stuff like that. I think this is a waste of a roster spot, um, and I'm a little disappointed by it. But uh, you know, who would have been the replacement for you know who would they put in? Like, I like I like it because their their move sets are so different that I think, and especially in having you know from what we've played of All Stars, you need to know what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, you need to know how to juggle a character and how to you know get your foes off the ground and get this going. If it, with the ice versus fire powers, I think it makes sense to do separate things. Yeah, I, I I mean the one thing that says to me is that Sony is serious about Cole. Oh, yeah, we knew that. Um, which is cool, and She's I wish that they would. Egg. I wish that they would just break silence about what Sucker Punch is doing already. Nice. We haven't got. I was thinking about. We haven't gotten a Sucker Punch announcement in a year because they announced Festival of Blood at Gamescom and then it came out in October. So they've been working on something for a while, and you assume that the, a splinter of the team worked on Festival of Blood while they were doing whatever sure. they're doing. I still don't think they're working on a Vita game. I, I think that they're probably working on a PS4 game. That'd be nice. You think Infamous 3 is going to hit PS4? That'd be great. I think they should just jump to Infamous 4. Yeah? That's how you do it. Yeah. I would I, I would. I would. like Infamous 3 on that same engine. It would be cool on PS3. If they're going to go to PS4, I kind of hope they do something else. Yeah. I mean, I want more Infamous for sure, and I don't think they're done with it by any stretch of the imagination. It's one of those things I like how Infamous 2 ended. You know what I mean? It's one of those, like, I don't think, without spoiling it, there's two different endings, and they don't come together like the way Infamous 1's endings came together, where you could easily do a third, a second, or a sequel, or whatever to that. So I would say leave Cole's story as it is. For, if, if you're going to do something like we always talk about, I, I would like to think that there's another developer working on a PlayStation Vita Infamous game, following a conduit in the wake of the beast or whatever, and then, uh, yeah, Sucker Punch can do whatever they want when they come back. Yeah. Nah, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Colin. Yes. If I wanted to walk into a store and know what was on the shelves, where would I go? Go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editor. Damn, that was that was a little bit of a schizophrenic this one. Guy wasn't gets it? engaged, thinks he can do I'm off the want. charts. I'm just so excited for something coming up later. Okay, in the show. Uh, let's see, retail games. Yeah, what do you uh, got PS3, God of War Saga, which is mm. all of the God of War games. So mm. two PSP games. Two PS2 games and the PS3 game. Uh, interesting question. Nate writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Nate says Beyond. 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 So I've never played a God of War game, but I've been interested in trying them for a while. Now that God of War Saga is coming out, I'm thinking of finally trying them out. But what I can't decide is what order to play the games in. Do you think I should play in the order of the story or the order of release? Release. As, as, well, you're oh. pushed away from your mic, but yes. Release. As always, I, I advise release as well. It's one of those things where, it would yes, it, it'd be interesting to play through them as a timeline, but remember that game games change, and the you know earliest game is going to not be the roughest necessarily, but it definitely will have the you know least modern conveniences. So you don't want to start playing the PSP games, get used to how a certain things is going to feel or how it's going to play, and then jump into one and be like, oh, this looks like crap, and this isn't working, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of God of War, obviously, as everyone knows that listens to this podcast, but I would play... You know, one, two, and three, and then play the PSP ones personally. Even PSP though the PSP ones, ones came in between, obviously yeah, three, yeah. but you know what I mean. 
Um, Infamous Collection yep. comes out. That's Infamous 1 and 2 plus Festival of Blood. It also says on the blog that there's extra missions. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I know. It's extra missions and costumes. The costumes, I'm assuming, are just the skins that were DLC, the old Cole outfit, uh, everything else. But the extra missions are like famous user-created ones, right? That, that were, That'd be that an easy way around by... it. Probably, yeah. That'd be cool. They were, or, fl- sorry, flagged by the, uh, deve- the, de- the well, can't speak. All right. so, I know, go to you bed. flagged by the developers. Sorry, go to bed. Thing. Billy writes into beyond.ign.com. He says, what's up, punkheads? You. With the new release of Infamous Collection, the only thing on my mind is, are there separate trophies? Knowing whether or not these, whether, knowing whether, without knowing whether or not these extra missions and costumes are worth the double dip, I want to know if I can get two more Platinums with this game. Thanks. I don't think so. No, they answer in the comments that the collections actually do not have new trophies, uh, outside of Ratchet and Clank. Which I'm glad that, that that's the case. I'm not. It's a little silly. You can have another in another series unless they were different, unless the trophies were like what totally if, different. Now, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying like the same roster twice, like we did with the Sega Collection or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. saying like totally different rosters of trophies. Yeah, yeah. That would be different. And if I had to do, inf- I love Infamous, Infamous too, just as much as you do. They're some of my favorite games on the system, yeah, but I would not fucking. Love I love those games. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh you're being facetious. No. I would love you're another cute. reason to play them. Not only play them again, but play them back to back. Yeah, I just I, don't have it in me anymore. To play them again. I mean, I, I, I beat so I beat Infamous fun. three times. I beat Infamous two twice. I mean, it's like that's enough. No, no, no. Um, Ratchet and Clank Collection. Yeah, mm. which uh, I have a copy of, and I will be playing this week. Very excited about that. Uh, Journey Collection, which is uh, Flow, Flower, and Journey from that game company, and that has new mini games on it. New mini games from them. Yeah, which is cool. I don't know if those have trophies because the Sly Collection had mini games from Sanzaru that were trophy enabled, mm-hmm. and so I have to look into that. Um, Madden NFL 13, which you gave a nine. I gave a nine. Amazing. Um, and a game called oh, Damage. Sorry, before I go, oh, on, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Madden NFL 13. If you are going to be the one to play the Madden 13 on the PS3, make sure you join the IGN Podcast Beyond Community. It's, that's its title, IGN Podcast Beyond Community. There's no lock. Join up on it. Play with other IGN Podcast Beyond listeners and IGN readers like myself and Poe. And Sorry, Poe. Go ahead. No, are you, are you quite done? That's it. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> And a game that we just learned about this week called Damage Inc. Pacific Squadron World War II. Uh, we will not be reviewing that. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah. We I mean, it could be fine. I have no idea about it. Yeah, it's what a it Madcast game. We watched some, I watched some of the trailers, and McCaffrey and I just decided, yeah, no. We don't need to be reviewing this right now. Uh, on Vita, Madden comes out as well. We gave that a... That I gave a six. six. I gave a flat six. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you know, it's got it's. We kept calling it. Uh, it's uh, serviceable. Yeah, it gets the job done. If it's you the play, broke down if you version play, of it. Yeah, it's it's like last year's engine. None of the bells and whistles. The records aren't even updated from last year's game. Uh, there's a number of little things. Then the frame rates all goofed up in in between yeah, stuff. Frame yeah. rates really bad. Can't um, take your save on the go. That, if yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's the that's the fucking for tr- meat for just that's the just the tip. For trophy hunters out there, uh, it's a it's a it's an attainable platinum like the other Maddens. Madden 13 on PS3 this year has some online stuff like score 600 points cumulatively or whatever. Whereas the Maddens before were always easy platinums. People call them this one is an easy platinum. See, it's funny because you told me that I had no idea that that was the case. Because yeah. the NHL games, which are the ones I pay attention to, are fucking really hard. And yeah. and this year I have NHL 13 I've been playing it. The trophies are like really yeah. hard. It's one of those things with the Madden trophies. I always start off like oh, I'll, I'll try to do this, and I do the game. There's like you know like I I play if you set it up the one way and pay attention. I I got like 46% of the trophies in one game. And I granted long game, but again, just like Sly, something I could do while I watch TV. I you know, I had like some documentary on. I was paying you know, just oh yeah, I got to throw this, go check my stats whatever. But then there's the weird ones like like you know, run an run a interception back from the other end zone and stuff where it's like ugh, like like that happens once in a great, you know, blue moon or I got to try to get you online and then I'm running, you know. Yeah, but even if I was controlling the team, like they're still going to probably get you anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a bunch of screwed up stuff. Um Nothing on PSP, nothing on PS2. I just no, wanted to say surprise. that. Uh, <laughs> surprise. What's the last game to have come out for PS2? Must have been like the what, show, probably. One of the, yeah, one of the... 
or Madden last year, maybe something like that. Um, and then PSN, Ooh. lots of games. Uh, Rock Band Blitz, yes, which you liked. I did. I gave that one well, real quick. Here's this aside for this. I'll put the asterisks on it. But first off, I gave it an eight five. I do believe editor's choice. I had a lot of fun, but that's on a 360 version. PS3 version, uh, they were working out some kinks behind the scenes. It's not live yet, so you can't fault them for it. So it seems like it'll be the same thing, but I, I haven't yeah, played. I, mean, per- I haven't played. Pers- Fair enough. Through. Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD is finally coming over. I'm very excited about mm-hmm. that. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker separately available. Yeah, they um, did all that. They released the other ones the other day, so now they're finally getting around to it. Ratchet and Clank HD, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank going Commando HD, mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank up your Arsenal HD. Each are 15 bucks. Record of Agarus War Zero. Is twenty five bucks and lights camera party. Um, what is, is that? that? Is that a it's move a, game? Yeah, it's like a party game. Yeah. Obviously, with the party at the end of it. Right. Um, <laughs> are there lights involved? Uh, I assume so. All right. Um, Do you have to use a camera? Uh, well, if you're using the move, you have to use the camera. All right. See, uh, they got all three. Yeah, so it's all in there. It's very, very basic uh, name. <laughs> Uh, and then on uh, PS2 Classics is uh, Psychonauts, the Ooh. very first game from Double Fine, and that is all. Oh, also Mass Effect 3 DLC, uh, Leviathan's out today. That's it. Oh, and The Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead Episode 3 is out on PlayStation Network today as well. I am reviewing that. I don't know. When do you think the blog's getting updated? I can't publish to the blog, so I don't want to say my score on here and not publish the the blog is live. You're talking about the drop? Yeah, when's the PSN? The drop, not they, the drop, not the drop. The actual PSN update. Has the PSN store been updated? Well, the drop... The, oh, 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 I, no, I, th- I don't think so. No. Well, I, uh, I don't want to chance it because, you know, and it's really good, as the other ones have been. Is it better than the other ones? I don't know. Read IGN.com to find out. But that series is pretty awesome. You I'm waiting. I, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're one of the hold off and waits kinds, right? Yep. That's good. I don't mind. I think it'll be just fun to play it all like one day. Yeah. That's a ten-hour day, but yeah, yeah, it's not more. Fun. That's fine. Okay, cool. One day Make some chicken cutlets. I'm not familiar with that song. I was gonna let you. Write. I was actually, I was. It was "Someday" by Gordon Lightfoot. No, oh, okay. No, sorry, that's not the name of the song. "Sundown." There it is. Got it. Sundown. Mm. Oh man, take a look at my life. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it's. It sounds like that, but it's What's different. What's that song you, you just singing? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Jack I, the flow? I, I, you can't. You can't uh, blame Gordy for something like that. I think I can. No. That's what lawsuits are for. Gordon Lightfoot. Look him up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is IGN.com's Podcast Beyond. Every week on the show, we talk a little bit about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Basically, what we do is we, we know so many of these characters on the roster, Evil Cole added today. Then we say, wait, where is X character? And we basically what we do here on the show is we pitch a character. One of us chooses. We pitch it. We talk about level threes. We talk about why they need to be in the game. Then over at Superbot Entertainment... Omar Kendall gets off his fat ass, puts it in the game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's a he's a good looking guy. He's actually in very good shape yeah. and, a, and a very attractive man. Yeah, handsome. As the, handsome, handsome as the day is long. Uh, uh, last week, Colin, you pitched Mega Man. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, we've picked. We've done Ethan Mars before. Mm-hmm. Golfar pitched the sound shape blob. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> the worst this, idea ever. Was, it was a great idea. Uh, Ryan Clements, you are on the hot seat today. I am. Don't make it a PC character. It's Please not, don't. It's be. not going to be actually. So, Greg, I'm pretty sure you know. I do, what yeah. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to ruin it for you. I appreciate that. And Colin, I, I think you'll be excited about this one. Okay. And I've also been ecstatic to pitch to Superbot. Superbot, hear my plea. <clears throat> we need the Warhawk franchise. All right. The Warhawk franchise has been very underrepresented in your fantastic looking game. We need more Warhawk. And now you might think, oh, okay. Emmett Graves, great idea for a character, right? He's got all his weapons. He's got access to vehicles. He could drop down 
turrets, you know, all those cool things from Starhawk. You guys know what I'm talking about. I saw right? I, I played that game. It sounds cool. The design is cool. Nope. He's got rift energy all over the place on his on his arms, on his face. He needs bed rest. We're not gonna use that great. <laughs> we need, too we tired. need the Warhawk. So when I say we need the Warhawk franchise, I'm talking about the Warhawk Warhawk. You want a plane. I want the flying plane Warhawk Majig. It's iconic, it's absurd, and it would totally break the game. Uh, it would be the Yoda of All-Stars. Well, we definitely want something that's going to break the game. Notice, by the way, I have a full design document <laughs> oh my for the Warhawk. Got some, you got, now, at first... <laughs> you got blueprints over there? At first, I thought to myself, man, how would I design the Warhawk? Would it be anthropomorphic? Would it have a big old face on the front, and it would talk, and it would be very cartoonish? Like a Transformer. Like, yeah, it would be like a Transformer, and it would be like... You know, Soundwave, and you know, say something a Transformer would say. Well, I think uh, there, there's another copyright lawsuit. I mean, they can get over Optimus it. Optimus Prime's lawsuit. Yeah, they can get seven. over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, at first I thought that, but no, that's a terrible idea. So we're going to just have it be a uh, voiceless Warhawk. Although I'm thinking maybe it could be, uh, it can have a little personality. It could have like an R2-D2, you know, beep, 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 you know and have like a little, uh, little sound effects okay. there. So there's another lawsuit for you. Well, yeah. I mean, you can just have you can have sounds. They don't have to be the R two D system. Well, no, I mean they're going to take the exact uh, soundtrack, exact one, the exact one. Walk from over R2 to Skywalker D2. Ranch, yeah, they, rip they, they, out of George Lucas's hands. Yeah, exactly. Shove so, him in this plane that has no business students. Now we need some powers. Well, wait, if we're stealing voices, what can we just steal the the Kit voice from Knight Rider? Can it be Mister Feeny in there? Sure. Oh yeah, that is Feeny. Yeah, it's Mister Feeny is the voice of Knight Rider. Oh yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. he's also Charlie, isn't he? On Charlie's Angels. Hello, Angels. I, I, I can't do a good Mr. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I was convinced. Mr. Matthews. <laughs> Back to the Warhawk. Back to Warhawk. Back to Warhawk. So we needed a real Warhawk, uh, and we need him to have some great power. So level one, as Greg said, it's got to be uh, something stupid. So level, I thought level two was the stupid one. Was it? I thought level one. One was of them the should one. be stupid. Right. Level one is you know real basic. We're gonna get something that's practical. Homing missile. Okay, you got like you know you're flying around the map and then you activate the power and it's like beep 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 beep. It's like you know and it's like fine, great. Knocks him off the screen. Level two. Transform into flight mode, right? Because obviously it wasn't to, in flight mode before. No, it was in hover mode. Okay, I mean, you can't go. You, what are you gonna? You, you just start. So you can just go flying off the screen. I assume. I don't know what this thing is. It's, it's a plane. No, it starts in hover mode. How, how, then, how, how high off the ground is it? I mean, it's, does Sackboy have a chance just to punch it, or does he have to be in the air to punch it? No, he told he has to jump to hit it. Okay. I mean, this this, this isn't this isn't a broke ass warhawk. It's got real lift. Real lift. Broke ass something. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, level two, you transform into flight mode. You start flying around. You're knocking people off. Okay. It's great. Okay. Super. Level three. That's one I was really happy with. I was proud of this. Warhawk whoosh, flies off the screen. You're yeah. like, whoa. And all the characters are looking around and they're saying to themselves, what? Where did he go? This they all stop three, fighting and they yeah, like scratch they their heads and see <laughs> what's going around. on. And they're like, oh, Rapper man. the rapper just sits down on his skateboard. He's, oh, man. Where'd the Warhawk go? Then all of a sudden, Dylan Job appears in the background, okay? And this is like, I'm talking like E3 several years ago, Dylan Job, when he they first announced Warhawk. It was E3, right? I don't, what, what did he do for Star Remember Hawk when he's, no, 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 this is for Warhawk. Okay. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Well, I don't understand, the, I don't remember the reference. What did he do at The E3? reference is, he appears in the background, all right? Uh-huh. He's got the, he's got an original six axis. It's not, oh, you God. can look hard. It's not, a, it's not a dual shock. It's oh, the God. six axis. And he just starts going like this and he's moving around, you know? Remember this? 
You know, guys do not remember this no. from the uh, from no. the conference. I've tried to, I I tried to black out every six no, 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 access no, no. You, go, you can go lay it up. He, they, this is when the Warhawk originally got debuted. Yeah. And it was using the motion controller to land. And so uh, Dylan's like, he's flying around with the, the motion controller. And he suddenly takes control of all the other characters. And his crazy motions in the background cause all the characters to just bop around. They're flopping about like rag dolls. And they go flying off the screen. Instant death for everybody. Oh, so the Warhawk isn't even involved. The Warhawk's just off screen safe. No, because who created the Warhawk? Well, Dylan Joe, I get that, but yeah, Dylan. Okay, Dylan's all over. I want to. I want to apologize to Andrew Goldfarb for making fun of him about the sound shapes blob because this is easily a worse idea. <laughs> Then the sound shapes blah. So, <laughs> so we got a character who can't be punched at normal level. Right. right. Can't talk during his introductions. Correct. He's just like, <laughs> and he breaks and he breaks the game. And he breaks the game. He's like Yoda and Soul Calibur. Okay. So that's why we need to have the Warhawk from Warhawk in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Alright. Fit and trim, Omar Kendall, Superbot Entertainment. You heard it here first. Make Ryan Clemens' dreams come true. If for any other reason, just to piss off Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I just really am excited to see how Panda handles that one. Yeah, Good remember, luck. ladies and gentlemen, these are animated by Panda Musk, and they're posted on IGN.com every Friday. So I actually, when I, when I was coming up with this, I was trying to think of the most ridiculous things. It worked. I think you did it. Uh, I thought for sure you were going to say Cloud or no. Kefka no, it's or not. This is a PlayStation exclusive. Now, I'm really surprised you guys don't remember when um, Warhawk was originally announced how... It was hysterical. I mean, you, I felt I feel bad, but like the motion controller was not working, and he was trying oh, to no. he was trying to land the Warhawk, and it was like slamming against the mountain, <laughs> and like and he was like, look, the, with the beauty of motion control, and it's like just hitting the mountain, and it's just finally like like just barely he lands, just bailed out, yeah, <laughs> good enough, close enough. Uh, so, Warhawk, Warhawk, that's a good game, yeah. What'd you think? Did you guys like my pitch? I liked that one a lot. Right. I remember playing Warhawk at your house in like 2007. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. yeah there there were some son? other things you liked about that house, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, come to think of it. Yeah. You wanna, you <laughs> no, wanna, it's okay. No? You can regale if you want. No. I don't know like, the story. I want to hear it. <clears throat> oh, really? Not off the top of my head, at least. It was just, you know, it was just that that whole situation. When I moved out to the West Coast, it was weird. You lived in that, this is when you had the old lady, or this is yeah, a different house is, altogether? No, this is a, this was when. You couldn't shower at night because the old lady that was mad. That was the crazy lady. Yeah. Yeah, that was when you lived in Brisbane. Lady. Yeah, that was when I lived in Brisbane. Okay, and, this is when you lived in where? Uh, South San Francisco. Okay, which is a different town than San Francisco. It's not just Southern San Francisco. It's actually separated, separated. by Daly City, technically mm, between mm. the two. Yeah, smart geography. Okay, so when I used to live there, <laughs> I basically this is by the way when I had literally days to move across the entire country by myself. Uh, I mean, my parents were helping me, but as in I was moving alone, I didn't know anyone out here, and settle in and start here at IGN within days of of hearing that I actually got uh, the, the job. job. So, we go out there, and at this point, I am in desperation, I will say yes to anything, any housing situation. So, like, one of the, one of the first places we checked out... It was uh, it was this very kindly uh, handy disabled woman. I think she had like uh, muscular muscular dystrophy or something. Yeah. That's right. That's a real thing. Where uh, you know she's very difficult for her to move around, uh, but she was very kind, very nice lady. She was basically trying to turn the the. It was sort of the basement, but it was technically the first floor of the house. But you come in kind of at the second floor because of the weird, crazy way San Fran, the Bay Area is laid out and all the hills. Anyway, she's basically trying to rent out the basement of her house. And that's where I, I lived. Now, the thing is, there was a giant stairwell that connected her, ha- her home with her two children uh, that, are, that are our age. I mean, they were, these were like, when I moved in, they were like early 20s. Uh, 
to to my place. So I mean, I put up a little curtain for maximum privacy, but otherwise it was just a giant stairwell leading up to 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 their place. And they're like the laundry machines were down there, so they would just kind of walk into my apartment and just to like do their laundry. And super awkward. But one of her kids was this young woman who uh, Colin had had many comments about her looks. <laughs> uh, many comments were made about, uh, particularly, I think, her curves in general yeah. were, were something that were That's how uh, I remember it. She's good-looking lady. It's been, it's been a while. Good-looking curvy lady. But, yeah, uh, yeah I remember, this is how I remember that. Is yeah, going that's, how, that's how we'll, Did you ever make we'll you remember move? it. Oh, she came no, down and do some laundry, some roses on the thing? No. This is also when uh, this is also when they had a, a little. I think it was a Jack Russell. I forgot what kind of dog it was, but uh, named Obi, what? short for Obi Wan. That's cute. Uh, but that I, I tell you what, that dog just had it had it in for in or out. What's the phrase? Had it in, had it in had, for you. Had, yeah. What happens when they they want to take you down? They want to. They have they, they, they have it in for you. They have it for you. I don't think having it out is. They have it out for you. They got a pin out on you, kid. I don't know. Uh, that Obi, serious. when you, you all know uh, Mike from uh, Video Team, yeah, Video Mike, uh, yeah, Video Mike, that's his name. Uh, I still miss Database Mike. What Database a great Mike. nickname that was. Mike used to uh, come come over to play games, and Obi hated Mike. Oh yeah, probably because of the color of his skin. But uh, Mike's skin, not Obi's skin. Obi had skin underneath hair, and I'm also. Just, so you're suggesting that his dog was racist? Yeah, the dog was racist. Like against, that, like that episode Indians. of Curb Your Enthusiasm, or like uh, Family Guy. They make that reference mm-hmm. too. So this, we had this. They have this adorable racist little dog that anytime Mike would walk in, would just beeline for Mike and just tear at his feet. Wow, really? Like aggressively, like grab at his socks and like growl and like shake his head around, and like we had to like covertly get Mike in and out of the apartment. Just <laughs> You're bringing to avoid. in giant boxes, <laughs> boxes. Uh, uh, Mike. And so- apparently, I found this out later after when I was moving. Uh, when I picked up the mat that I had, because there was a sliding glass door window. That basically led out to the backyard. Yeah, you had a great view. I did have a great view. Um, But I had a mat in front of it so people could, you know, wipe their feet when they're coming in, like all mat owners wish for. Right. And I remember like going to move this mat when I was moving out of the house, and just the underneath it was just soaked in urine. From uh, from Obi, Obi. Com- from Obi coming down, peeing on the mat, and then just booking it. And then bouncing? Yeah, and then bouncing. (laughs) And I always thought to myself, man. That dog did not get along with me very well. Yeah. Dog yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's probably dead. Oh, that's terrible. Hey, don't say it's that. It's called karma. Well, I wouldn't wish death upon a dog. The dog didn't know. I mean, it was a little Is racist, there no though. dog you'd wish death upon? Like, I wish death upon Portillo all the time. I've heard him do it. Sometimes um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, Colin's standing over me and Portillo so, just <laughs> nose right to Portillo's stomach just talking to him. Here's the thing. I think, I mean, obviously dogs uh, have different demeanors, different personality types, um, just like people. But uh, dogs, for the most part, can always be trained, you know, when, when trained young and trained well. They mm-hmm. can be taught good discipline. Good. I'm not talking about Portillo. I'm not trying to make some, you're, you're, you're I and Greg, like I'm trying to make uh-huh. some subtle commentary. No, I'm, I'm not making some subtle commentary. <laughs> all right. I think we make, we all make the same, I make the same commentary to Colin about it every night. It's just like, Portillo was the test case scenario. In seven years when he's dead, the next dog I will train and it will be fine. But right now, Portillo's already broken. That's not going to help me though. There's we're no not going to gonna live, oh God, at this rate, we're probably are going to fucking live together in seven years. <laughs> but assuming, anyway. assuming we're not going to live together yeah. in seven years. So, 
Then you should like just look at it this way, all right? Like in seven years, when you're you're you got this fiance and you're living with her, you got this wife, you're working on your little family in Montana. You'll have all these great stories about San Francisco and how you live. Every time you see every time you see a dachshund and you meet somebody who owns a dachshund, you're gonna have a story. Oh, I lived with one. He, is, let me guess, he's really every time he hears a noisy bark, said, "Oh yeah, totally." He's got a big personality. Let me guess, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> let me guess, does he stare vacantly at walls? You'll have, you'll have a great. You'll have a great. Instant bond. With well, all, all I was going to say was that when trained well, dogs are really not like inherently evil animals. Yeah. No, right? not at all. So when you hear about dogs that are really vicious or attack people, usually that is a indication of something else that happened in that dog's life, be it a neg- neglection, poor training, abuse. I mean, there's a lot of different things uh, that go into that. Or it's just the dog was acting in fear. Remember, dogs are animals. They're instinctive. You know, some, something scares the dog. It might bite. Uh, so no, I would not, even if a dog was very vicious and attacked someone, there's probably a reason outside of that dog's inherent nature as to why the attack happened. So I would not wish death upon a dog Mm. unless I had no choice. And because I'm like being attacked, I need to defend myself. Then I will defend myself. What if you, unless it's like a small Pomeranian or something. What if the dog's giving you one of those looks and you're like, he might be thinking about attacking me. (laughs) I'm just going to look right back. I got the chance right now. All right, let's let's get back to video games. <laughs> this has been a long. What is this podcast about? Uh, not much anymore. <laughs> Charlie Gatson writes in a Beyond at IGN.com. He says, "Is it wrong of me to be excited for the next Naughty Bear game? I watched Colin's video preview and couldn't help but grin the entire time. Also, do I have to play the first game to understand this one? Or I jump right in." <laughs> Thanks again and behind. I don't know. Charlie Gatson. Naughty Bear? Yeah. Oh. I saw the sequel. Did that come out? If you missed the Naughty Bear train here, ladies and gentlemen, there was a terrible game named Naughty Bear that came out a while ago. A long time ago. Years ago. I reviewed it. Did not like it one bit. Underscored it. No. Don't even start on this. Don't even start. 2-5 right on PS3. A 3 on 360. Uh, I give credit to the developers. So they, they make Naughty Bear. It's a giant train wreck. Everybody hates it. They just changed their name. Then they put out Naughty Bear Gold Edition just to say, fuck you to everybody who didn't like the game. We'll re-release it and call it a Gold Edition. Now they have Naughty Bear 2 coming out. Download only. Colin's played it. Let me, let me hear about it. Um, you can see my video preview for it on IGN.com. You should IGN. go to IGN.com. Uh, no, so it's it's the same premise. I mean, what I always I, we always bust balls about about Naughty Bear. I mean, I I agree that it was a bad game, um, but the there's something really endearing and clever about it. Uh, you're, you're always telling me what a great idea it is. I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah. I think it's a fucking awesome idea. I don't think it's derivative of anything. You know, if, if it's a derivative of anything, it's derivative of like Manhunt or something like that. You know, that's it's a cool game. The idea of a bear that's going around killing people yeah well it's, it's a bear that is like shunned by like other teddy bears and the teddy bears are like always partying and like having fun and he's like never invited to They've the been, parties he, yeah basically you know he's the outcast and now that he's been outcast long enough he's gonna come kill them all oh, yeah it's never so, been done before well, tell me tell me a game like that naughty bear uh prequels there is there is no game like no, that. No, I'm just, there, oh, there are pl- I'm telling you there are plenty. I just because I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's a game about a, an outcast stuffed animal that is shunned by his community, and so he his his the whole game is about him going uh, to their parties and stalking say, them and killing them. <laughs> I didn't say that it had the exact formula. I'm just saying that there are plenty of outcast vengeance stories that use characters that 
don't l- let our you know betray what the actual subject matter is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get that deep about Naughty Bear. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's like a stupid, silly little game. But I think Let's the idea is really cool. I, I think because like I really like the I like the idea. I think the idea is really funny. It's really quirky. Like he's brutally murdering these bears, and there's no blood, which is even funnier. So like they're like the stuffing of them is coming out, but he's like brutalizing them, and uh, he can like scare the shit out of them so much that they kill themselves and stuff like that. Like it's so funny. It's so dumb and like colorful you know and the first game just didn't work especially on ps3 it was just it was just bad i mean like it, it didn't run well but i liked the idea and i stuck with it and i was like i appreciate this game and so the second one runs much better it's the same engine it looks the same i don't think it's going to be like a great game or anything like that but it's it's fun and it's fun and it adds like a bunch of elements to it um What's like exp- the, the subtitle by the way panic in paradise panic in paradise so like it's cool there's experience points and equipment and stuff like that so like you're leveling up naughty bear and like equipping him with things that make him uh like you know fight better or whatever give him more health and uh they were saying that there are 11 areas in the game and each area is bigger than the original game mm-hmm. so and there are like 36 targets that you have to kill or whatever so it's it's cool i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like what the final game is all about i have no expectations or anything like that but you know, um, like I was telling the developers when they came and showed it to me, I'm like, I'm one of the people that thought that this was a cool idea, and I'm glad that they're getting another crack at it. We'll see. I mean, this should be the last crack that they get at it if, if, it, if it's no good. But, you know, so far, it, it, it doesn't run at like 60 frames a second, but it doesn't run at four. Yeah. Like the old Bless one. Bless you, Colin. I love it. My favorite favorite aside to this, a footnote in history, is that when Craig Baradon, our video editor, came to get Colin and I to come watch the footage, uh, he was like asking us if this was an alpha build of the game because it ran so bad. For- Colin's like, it's run away better than before. Blah, it, do- it does. And then we watched the thing and we and he's like, see, it doesn't look that bad. And Baradon's like, that's the best footage. That is the best footage I could get out of that thing. All that's right? not true. That's bullshit, though, because the, hey. game, the game wasn't running that badly. Craig Baradon's never told a line. No, he I mean, Greg Bar- Craig Baradon also has a, a much better eye for that kind of stuff too but i'm telling you the game was not running as badly as the old naughty bear like, oh, sure, no, sure. That no, i agree i've watched the video preview i agree that it doesn't no ifs ands or buts about it but um you know i'm interested in seeing you know so here's the thing that's going to bother you the most greg uh-huh. is that the fact that there's another naughty bear game and the fact that there was a gold edition means naughty bear sold well and oh yeah no i remember when i, I remember when it re- it reviewed in uh, the comments uh, I was getting about my review, and then I would go on Twitter and I would do like the search for a hashtag, and people were totally like, just picked up this game at GameStop, Naughty Bear, never heard of it, but the guy described it as this, that, and the other, and or I looked at this, and this looked really cool. It was totally an example of a great idea, good box art. Yeah, the box, like, the box art is, all, I think I still think Naughty Bear's box art is like some of the best box art I've seen in a that, long that's time. That's totally one of those examples of what actually moves games to the general public on could, a consumer thing. Because what was it? He's holding a, he's holding a he's knife, holding like a and, you see, and you see like the reflection of like a scared bear in the knife or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like brilliant. It's totally yeah. brilliant. I, I wish... Yeah, I wish the pedigree of the developer was was better with that idea, but you know we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt this time. I haven't played the full version yet. All right. uh, Cody D writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. He's got quick fires, Ryan. Yeah, I managed to grab a pre order for Persona Four Gold Solid Gold Edition. Am I a winner? Yep. Greg, I am not a fan of first person perspective, but I fucking love a good role playing game. Romp. So Borderlands. Yeah, to border, yeah, Borderlands should be right by your alley. I here's Free the thing. Next week, exactly. I had started Borderlands back in the day. Played enough because it was you know for game of the year. I think it was when we were on. But I tried to do it way late on my own. Fell out of it. I'm excited to play this one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, now that it's. I was gonna do it for Borderlands two. I'm gonna do Borderlands one before Borderlands two with the squadron out there on PSN. I'm excited. Play with the people. Get the feel. Colin, hmm. you are truly inspiring in the way you stay true to your convictions. <laughs> Any instance of this fine aspect of your already sparkling personality ever faltering? I don't know. Have you ever backed off your convictions? Have you ever, I guess, been, you know, you're, you, you stay true to your convictions? Have you ever gone against your convictions? No, not really. I mean, 
I mean, some, uh, I think I'm, I can be persuaded by an intellectually honest debate on any issue. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, no, generally, no. I mean, I, I generally have a pretty good idea of how I feel about something, and I respect that other people can feel differently about it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. More quick fires. These come from Trevor. Trevor writes into beyond.ij.com, and he says, Beyond! Beyond! beyond. Colin, mm. 30 Platinums, how does it feel? Great. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> yeah. what PS1 classics will you go back and play in the Vita? If you even know where your Vita is, ha ha. <laughs> my Vita is in my room charging. And I just and I play Gravity Rush over the uh, over my vacation. Oh, which is a lot like? of fun. Yeah, yeah, I was enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, also, I'm not going to play any PS1 games. Come on, old games, old. I mean, 2012. I just, Let's I get have, with the program. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of other games I want to play mm-hmm. instead. Uh, Greg, how close do you think The Last of Us is from being done percentage wise? That's a weird question. Naughty Dog doesn't make games percentage wise. I'm sure they'll be working up to the last possible second they can. So I'm sure it's coming along fine. I would say 80%. I'm clicking through the things. In. Oh, here. Well, somebody's giving away some codes here. Do it. Oh, here we go. Uh, Lazar wrote in with a question about mouse and keyboard support. I'm not going to ask that question. But he's giving away one-month codes for PlayStation Plus. He's nice. got two of them. 5PBGTHN4975M. Then the second one. MM3PNRNK. 5D75. Send some good vibes to Lazar. Lazar. Oh, here. Oh, here. I'm skipping a lot of questions you've written in because, as usual, ladies and gentlemen, you're writing too much. We need you to get to the question right away. You write me a block of paragraph, this is what happens. I skip it. More quick fires. People are answering, doing the short ones. Andrew from New Jersey writes in Greg, Avengers Dark Knight Spider Man. Which was your favorite comic book movie this year? Avengers. Avengers by a landslide. That was an awesome movie. Colin. Did you enjoy the second season of Falling Skies? No, I stopped watching it after the second episode because I was so disappointed with wow, it. Wow, I mean, we love Noah Wiley, though. Yeah, well, I do, and I love the first season. But I'm going to go back to it, but it was getting like a little much, yeah. a little like campy. Ryan. Yeah. How's the Magic the Gathering addiction? It's going great. Uh, I am still playing, just not quite as much because I'm devoting some of my time to the good old video games. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex writes into beyondthedigen.com Colin, mm. I read your Sound Shapes review And think positive of the game <laughs> However, I only have a PS3 and no Vita Which version of Sound Shapes should I play? I think the Vita version is better um, it was made But for if you Vita. have no Vita, is it worth buying a Vita for? I mean, should you... No, no, I mean I, no, I mean, it would be if it, I think it would be worth buying a Vita for it If it wasn't already on PS3 it, It's totally fine on PS3, it's just as good, basically But I, I still think it's a better game to play on the go I am. Well, also you have access. I mean, I, I would have just figured the touch controls are much more intuitive, especially when it comes to the music building. Yeah, the creation tools are much better on on Vita. I mean, they're totally serviceable and fine on PS3, but I think it's easier to build on Vita. Okay. Phil writes in with a question about Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. Three, obviously. Beyond. 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 Is there a danger of the new Assassin's Creed game portraying a black and white picture of the American Revolution, in which the revolutionaries are incorruptible heroes and the British are cartoon bad guys? Well, I know Ubisoft isn't an American company, <laughs> but I think a more complex depiction of the American Revolution could potentially damage sales in the U.S., whereas in Britain, I doubt we'd care enough to boycott the game if, quote-unquote, we were depicted poorly. Any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I was saying well as a joke, obviously. I mean, the, the revolution's very morally gray. Um... But I will say, 
I'm not worried about it. See, I think people are overplaying. I think the people that are overplaying how the British are going to feel about be, being portrayed as the bad guys and stuff are kind of overplaying their hand and don't really understand the revolution because anyone that follows the revolution knows that it was profoundly unpopular in, in, in England. And there were people that wanted to stop fighting really early on. Edmund Burke, of course, is a, a famous British statesman who was a huge advocate of getting out of the war early. Um, and they, they, you know, in Britain, they called it a civil war. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, here we look at it differently, but to them, it was a civil war. And, um, you know, so I, I'm not worried about the portrayal of it. I mean, I think generally Americans look positively on the revolutionary founding fathers. Everyone has their flaws, but these, as I've always said and was taught in, in, in my major in American history and stuff when we talked about it a lot, was it's very unusual for so many great men to have lived at the same time and be contemporaries to one another. Um, and it's not only the way we look at them, it's the fact that they are profoundly unique people and there was a lot of them at the same time and like we're very blessed to have that group of people and when you look at like all the american heroes most of them come from that era and we have like a few other people but like 20 of them come from like the revolution um so i'm not worried about the portrayal i think it's black and white because i think it's uh, it's too complicated you want to teach people the american revolution in a video game you know Mm -hmm. it's complicated it's an eight-year war and it's like real and there's 20 years leading up to it and it's like fucking really complicated have they gone on the record about who the templars are in this game or whatever no i assume that i i mean i my, my assumption and what i the way i hope it goes down is that the Templars are uh, the traitors um, in the American ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily the British, but the traitors in the American ranks. So, like, you know, Benedict Arnold and, you know, et cetera, and everyone that dealt with him. Um, so, I, but I don't know how they're going to deal with it. And I, I think it's just, we got to look at it as a video game. It's not, you know, just like a World War II game isn't going, you know, you're just, you know, running around a German town killing Nazis. You're not, like, learning about the ins and outs of the white rose and shit like that. Like, it's not supposed to teach you, yeah. you know, you know, so I think people need to Didn't, not look into uh, it too much. Wasn't it uh, at one point said that the, in Assassin's Creed three, you were also, you were, some of your targets were American and some of them were, were British. That's what they were saying. Like, I, I really feel, I kind of feel like, I don't know for sure. I haven't, you know, someone well, like Rich George I, would be yeah. better. They have been saying that, like, you, you know, that you're, you're not taking sides, but I kind of think that's bullshit to be perfectly honest with you. Um, just, but from what we've seen and from what I've seen, like, that's bullshit. So, you know, he's fighting in Bunker Hill, for instance. Everything we saw in the Massachusetts campaign in that early trailer that came out before E3 was him fighting the British. There was right. no, he wasn't fighting any Continentals. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're I think they're kind of you know I think he's obviously gonna be allied with the Americans. Yeah. Or the the they're all Americans, but the, the colonists, um, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm excited to see what more about that game, of course. Okay. Kind of trying to avoid it as, as much. Yeah, as I can. I, that's the whole thing. That's why I can't answer specific if they've you know talked about this or that because I, I just want to play it i already know it looks awesome i already know i want to play it uh final question comes from eric molina he twi- he comes into beyond at ign.com that's where you email don't don't tweet yes. Sorry, don't tweet don't tweet that yeah don't, don't, don't tweet no, the question, no, no, no. unless i tell you to myspace uh, he says beyond. beyond beyond hey guys i'm eric from chicago got some quick fire questions colin mm. playing final fantasy tactics on my vita mm. and is my introduction to the final fantasy series what job oh. classes did you focus on and how would you want square to do oh, tactics wow. to Depends on where you are in the game. For, that's an interesting intro to the Final Fantasy series because that's not yeah. all, that's not like any other Final Fantasy game. Um, but tact- tactics is so fantastic. I mean, early in the game, I, I like to stick to like knights. Yeah. Um, I really like magic users. I I think time mages are really awesome if you like if you strengthen them a lot. Um, casting haste and slow, I think, is really useful. Getting monsters involved. Um, I will give you a little tip. If you can get a, a chocobo in your in your party, um, he has like a healing ability. Um, and you can Choco cure was it yeah something like that yeah. and it's but it heals everyone around him too and so you can if you want to build up jp and experience you can attack him over and over again with all your characters and he can heal himself and you can do it for like hours and just build up experience points um i guess just job points actually and um 
later in the game, I mean, you have like what was it like geomancer and like really co- dancers, like really complicated, really really complicated classes to use. But I, I tried to keep it basic. I mean, I think the craziest I got was like I had like a ninja. You have samurais and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking game, man. What yeah, a game. It was great. I would I would recommend keep it basic, as Colin said. Focus on knights as the main heavy hitters. Have what were they called? Alchemists. What were the item users? Chemists. Chemists. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you know those <laughs> as backup, and then have uh, the white and black mages there to to help out, and then you you should be all good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Keep it, well, keep I, it simple. Why won't they just make another one? I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> just release another Final Fantasy Tactics. Release them every year. Release them every year. Then they wouldn't be oh, as nice. good. I don't know about that. Think about the castle. You know, we talked about Castlevania. I think you can do the same thing. Okay. Just maps. They don't even need story, you know? Just map? No. The story's cool, but you don't just even need... Just maps? You don't even need it. Like, just think about like, how fun it is. Think about... Remove yourself in the story of Final Fantasy Tactics, which, by the way, is super fucking convoluted on PlayStation. What they retranslated for War of the Lions. Yeah. It's better. Um, just remove yourself from that and the characters, and just think about how fun the fights are. The weather, the elements, the, sure. the terrain, all that shit. Like, yeah. that... that Tactically, like who you're dealing I'm, with, I'm not, I love it, yeah, man. I'm not oh saying that if you what a game that would be great. I'm just saying that that to me that would feel more like you you release like DLC packs on the every year or you know and as opposed to a full game because without the story, I feel like that's just missing a huge chunk. Of well, the I game. would love, I would love it to be a platform like you know if you release Final Fantasy Tactics, whatever two, whatever you call it, and then you release maps over time or whatever. See, that's yeah. why that's why I think that they're missing out on is you can release the game almost for free. And that, or like for ten bucks or something like that, and then release all this downloadable classes and content. So, yeah. oh. Free to play. I just it gets so I get so frustrated because when I think about the games I love the most, like they will not make any more of them, and it's like really annoying me now. You know, like yeah. <laughs> well, we got Mega Man Nine and Ten, which is good, but man, where are the Castlevania games? And where, oh, where is Final Fantasy Tactics Two? Greg, never coming. Did you Did you like how uh, we all, everybody thought they were going to do the World Ends with you sequel? Everyone's excited. Their faith in Square Enix restored. And then it's a $20 iOS port. Yeah. It's exactly what they did with Final Remember, Remember when all that art that clearly comes from the Ivalice and the music. campaign and the music and all that shit came out? And it's like, holy shit, they're going to do another Final Fantasy Tactics game. Like, I was, I was confident of it because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty you know, dubious about this kind of shit every once in a while. I'm a little like, you know, hesitant. But I'm like, this is Final Fantasy Tactics, you know? And then, no. What it's was an, it, I, it was like a web fucking browser game. I'm like, Really? Oh, even if it was only on like iPad, I'd play the shit out of it. I would drop everything to play that game. <laughs> so it, you know, I don't give a shit. I'd drop everything I was doing to play another so Final play, Fantasy. Why don't you play it on browser? Well, it's not a Final Fantasy Tactics game, and oh. I've beaten Final Fantasy Tactics like seven thousand times. So oh, okay. not that many times, of course. Seven thousand times. I've beaten all the way through Final Fantasy Tactics like I don't know, a lot, like four, probably four times, which is uh-huh. a lot for that game. Plus, yeah. probably played halfway through it like another dozen times like I've, when it came out on psp i just I've like kept played, starting it over and over i've played the the opening to final fantasy 7 so many times so many times it's just one of those things love that game hey greg before we go you're wrapping up now yeah i'm trying to uh well i need to i need to make an announcement okay it's important uh fantasy football yeah are we doing this or not a week from tomorrow the season starts yeah, so buddy. and i'm very excited about it the jets look like complete trash but i'm very excited about it so we need to get this going. Yeah. So here's what's going to happen, Greg. Finally. Colin's preaching, ladies and gentlemen. You, people don't have much time to act on this, which is why I'm going to have you tweet it out. I'm going to tweet it out, too. We're going to make sure everyone sees it, all the pertinent people. Okay. Because the cutoff is going to be in about a day and a half, because we Ooh, need to get this going. Yeah. All, right. all you need to do is email beyond at IGN.com. In the subject header, you will say fantasy football. That is it, because I'm going to separate them. Gotcha. So fantasy football. That is all I need you to write. Then I need you to give me your name and uh, your email address. And if you want to be 
a commissioner of a league, then just tell me that you want to or not. And don't take it lightly. Being a commissioner of a league is a pain in the ass. Okay? Then I will sort through everything. By Thursday at, yeah, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, Wednesday night, so Thursday morning, midnight, is the cutoff Pacific time. That's it. So you have a day and a half, less than that, to sign up. We're um, the true fans of podcasts. So I'm going to put it out because I know some people don't listen to it until the weekend. So I'm going to put the word out. If you miss it, sorry. We don't have time to like really dilly-dally around with this. So you have about 32, 34 hours to sign up. Just send me your, again, your you know fantasy football on the subject line, name, email address. And I know your email address is in there, but just type it out so I can just copy and paste everything into a document. And then if you want to be a commissioner or not. I will sort out. Sort it out. I will sort, sort it, it out. out. I will sort out everyone we get and divide it by 12. Each, each league will have... Uh, 12, 12 teams on it, okay. right? So okay. um, we will do that. And then the first, like, however, let's say we have 10 leagues. The first 10 people that told me they want to be commissioners will be commissioners of each league. I will split randomly the email addresses and send the email and, and email everyone and have, like, the separation. So, again, don't send me your information if you don't want it sent to other people that listen to Podcast Beyond because I'm just telling you right now that's what's going to happen. Um, and then we will split all the leagues up. Then the commissioners will be in charge of getting all the drafts done. We will have the same rule set at Yahoo!, we will all play at Yahoo. We will play standings and rotisserie to have points. And then we can do cross comparisons and have standings at the end. We will have a trophy at the end that we will set out in real life. Um, and I think that will be really fun. So, again, podcast beyond or beyond at IGN.com. Email podcast beyond. Mm-hmm. Subject of the line, fantasy football. Your name, your email address, and if you want to be a commissioner. You have until Wednesday night turns into Thursday, midnight Pacific time. Any emails sent after that are going to be ignored. I am sorry in advance. There's going to be, obviously, a lot of people that want to play. Mm-hmm. Greg and I will be in the same league, of course. And other people we know, so that league's going to be a little bit small. We'll have Mike Mitchell and a few other people in there. All the oh other shit! Are, I didn't know if fans football. Can all I, the other leagues are going to be, if you want, sure. Abs- I, I, all the, I do it. Know. All of the other leagues are going to be obviously split off and stuff like that. The draft will have to be this weekend. The Giants play the Cowboys on Wednesday, and then all the other games are on Sunday. So we need to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. So again, those are the rules. Get your emails in. Let's play some fantasy football. And I will have word, and we'll do fantasy hockey again. I totally dropped out of fantasy hockey last year. I just didn't have time to deal with it. Um, but we'll try to get something similar going if there's a hockey season, and I doubt there will be. Cool. Uh, right, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know about fantasy football and everything else, follow us on the Twitter. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Don't follow Ryan for football, but he's Poem Cider. Uh, follow IGN, too, at IGN. But then when you're done with that, come to IGN.com. IGN.com pays the bills and keeps the mics on. The podcast makes us no money when you listen to it on iTunes. But if you come to IGN, somehow that makes us money. I'm not a businessman. I don't know how it works. Now, you know about business. We, we've discussed this I on the previous I, I, I had some terrible on. quote about it. I know. It's so great. I know business. And it was like then just some random stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what the show is. Yep. Uh, Podcast Beyond post every Tuesday. So subscribe, like us, you know, share us, go to Facebook, talk about us, all that jazz. Uh, Ryan? Yeah. Take me home. Like always, we're going to end the show with a song submitted by one of you guys, a Podcast Beyond listener and maybe fan. Just like David wrote into Beyond at IGN dot com with a song called delay is the way Mm. i liked that it is uh a song that he uh worked on a couple years back with some friends well at university i love that people outside of the u.s call it university we've had a conversation about this on podcast beyond before you don't like it no no, no, i don't like it i like it teaches teaches it's cute uh this is a (laughs) you're cute this whole country is cute uh the brits are adorable what are you talking about love them uh, this is a country rock pop sort of fusion, and they would love it if the masses of Beyond listeners have a listen. The band is called Phoenix Causeway, and the song is called Delay is the Way. Now, I was uh, a pretty big fan of this song, listening to it before the show, 
So I'm going to play it right now. Delay is the Way by Phoenix Causeway. And uh, thank you, David, for sending this in. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.